We have taken a drive out of Kiev and headed northeast on the two-lane blacktop toward Chernihiv. But a couple of hours into our drive, we've turned right, headed east, and arrived in the village of Kozari. Population, at least before the Russian invasion of 2022, was around 750 souls. It looks emptier than that now. As far as I know, no Jews ever lived here. And during the Second World War, apparently the villages of Kozari had been hiding some partisans. In retaliation, the Germans murdered every man, woman, and child in the village. And it was here, as the first Ukrainian front of the Soviet army was taking back territory in October 1943, that Vasily Grossman stopped in the village. We have met Grossman in earlier episodes. Born in 1905 in Berdichev, he studied mining engineering and began writing fiction in 1932. Then the Second World War began. Grossman became a frontline reporter for Krasnaya Zvezda, the Red Star newspaper that was devoured by soldiers on the front, and Grossman was one of its most popular writers because he reported from the trenches, even in Stalingrad. He was known to be fearless and would be well-decorated for his bravery. Grossman would go on to write what is now considered one of the great novels of the 20th century, Life and Fate, although he never saw it published in his lifetime. It's just that Vasily Grossman always seemed to need to tell the truth, to say what needed to be said. And it was after visiting Kozari that Grossman apparently had some time to stop and reflect on what he had been learning about the mass murder of Ukraine's Jews. He had found exactly one Jew alive as the Red Army pushed westward, and he had no idea quite yet that between 1.5 to 1.6 million Jews had been murdered in Ukraine. Grossman submitted an article for publication. He called it Ukraine Without Jews. It was rejected. It was translated into Yiddish but soon forgotten. The historians Antony Beaver and Luba Vinogradova came upon the original in a Moscow archive decades later, and in 2022, Pali Zavadivka translated it for the first time into English. And as we sit here in a park in Kozari, as Ukrainian Air Force jets streak toward the front lines, We'll hear the actor Jason Isaacs in London read an excerpt from Ukraine Without Jews. Like the best of Grossman, the prose is poetic, and part of it sounds like a prayer. When our forces enter the villages of left-bank Ukraine, under a volley of fire and the din of hand grenades, domestic geese rise up into the air. Flapping their enormous white wings, they circle above peasant huts, above lakes covered in water lilies, above fields and gardens. There is something worrisome and strange in the heavy, arduous flight and the sharp, alarming and sorrowful cries of these domestic birds. 
It is as if they are calling the soldiers of the Red Army to witness heartbreaking and frightening images of life. As if they are rejoicing at the arrival of our forces, simultaneously weeping with joy and lamenting, screaming of great losses and of the tears and blood that have aged and salted the soil of Ukraine. There is no home in a single Ukrainian town or village where you will not hear bitter and evil words about the Germans. No home where tears have not flowed during these past two years. No home where people do not curse German fascism. No home without an orphan or widow. These tears and curses flow like streams to an immense river of collective grief and fury. Day and night, its troubles and pain roar beneath the Ukrainian sky that has been darkened by the smoke of raging fires. There are also villages in Ukraine where one doesn't hear any crying or see tear-filled eyes, villages that are ruled by silence and peace. I visited a village like this on two occasions, the first time on the 26th of September and again on the 17th of October in 1943. This village, Kozari, lies on the ancient Kiev highway between Nizhny and Kozlets. I visited Kozari once during the day and another time on a heavy autumn night. On both occasions, silence and peace ruled over Kozari. The peace and silence of death. The Germans burnt 750 homes here before Easter and 750 families were burnt alive in these homes. No one, not a single child or old woman, emerged from the flames. In this manner, the Germans punished a village for having sheltered partisans. And it occurred to me that just as Kozari is silent, so too are the Jews in Ukraine silent. In Ukraine, there are no Jews. Nowhere. Not in Poltava, Kharkov, Kremenchuk, Morispol, not in Yagotin, stillness, silence. A people has been murdered. Murdered are elderly artisans, well-known masters of trade, tailors, hat makers, shoemakers, tinsmiths, jewelers, house painters, furriers, bookbinders. Murdered are workers, porters, mechanics, electricians, carpenters, furnace workers, locksmiths. Murdered are wagon drivers, tractor drivers, chauffeurs, cabinet makers. Murdered are millers, bakers, pastry chefs, cooks. Murdered are doctors, therapists, dentists, surgeons, gynecologists. Murdered are experts in bacteriology and biochemistry directors of university clinics, teachers of history, algebra, trigonometry. Murdered are lecturers, department assistants, candidates, and doctors of science. 
murdered are engineers, metallurgists, bridge builders, architects, shipbuilders. Murdered are pavers, agronomists, field crop growers, land surveyors. Murdered are accountants, bookkeepers, store merchants, suppliers, managers, secretaries, night guards. Murdered are teachers, dressmakers. Murdered are grandmothers who could mend stockings and bake delicious bread, who could cook chicken soup and make strudel with walnuts and apples, and murdered our grandmothers who didn't know how to do anything except love their children and grandchildren. Murdered our crying newborns who were greedily sucking at their mother's breasts until their final moments. All are murdered. Many hundreds of thousands, millions of people. This is not the death of individuals at war who had weapons in their hands and had left behind their home, family, fields, songs, books, customs and folk tales. This is the murder of a people. The murder of homes, entire families, books, faith. The murder of the tree of life. This is the death of roots and not branches or leaves. It is the murder of a people's body and soul. This is the murder of a people's morals, customs and anecdotes passed from fathers to sons. This is the murder of memories, sad songs and epic tales of good and bad times. It is the destruction of family homes and of burial grounds. Where is the Jewish people? Who will ask the 20th century's Cain that dreadful question? It is impossible to recount the names of all the colonels, generals, majors, captains and lieutenants in the German army who assisted the Gestapo by organizing the execution of a people. It is impossible to recount the names of all the soldiers, lance corporals, senior lance corporals, non-commissioned officers, security guards and policemen who carried out this murder. The majority of those killed were old women, the elderly, sick people and children. The reason for this is that able-bodied men, women and youth were able to retreat along with the Red Army and are now either fighting in its ranks or working on its behalf. Those who stayed behind in Ukraine did not have the strength to leave. It was these people, old people, sick people and children, whom the Germans killed in cold blood, annihilating all of them to a man. The Germans are now being expelled from Ukraine. Every day, the glorious, weary earth is being liberated, as if a flood of muddy, filthy German hatred is receding and in its wake, bread is once again beginning to rise. Hunched black trees, bushes and forests are straightening themselves out, and the sun and wind are drying out soil that is soaked with blood and tears. People are speaking in normal voices again, and looking at the world with open eyes. Millions of people have been freed from slavery. Ukraine was one of the fascists' most important prizes. Its discussions about Ukraine had begun as early as 1933. 
And now it is in the process of losing, it has already lost, Ukraine. Fascism failed to understand, how could it possibly understand, the strength of our people's resistance, their great spirit and undying sense of human worth. In gullies and deep ravines, in anti-tank ditches of sand and clay, under heavy black soil and in swamps and pits, there lie hastily flung bodies of professors and workers, doctors and students, old people and children. No sound of tears or moaning, no sight of faces drawn from suffering. Jews are silent with the dreadful silence of the village Kozari on the old highway to Kiev. It's late afternoon, and I have a three-hour drive back to Kyiv. During the war, I mean this war in 2022, curfew starts at 11 o'clock every night. 